All right, everybody, welcome back to our Tri-State Trends podcast. I got my man, Tierra Brown, Selfless Financial, with the rebrand on him, with the with the cursive SF on him. Um, but I did want to thank you, uh, Tierra, for getting on with me today. Um, you are doing some pretty cool things with the Index Universal Life product, really creating that as the number one product in your portfolio and that makes a lot of sense because in 2024, we're going to do a decent amount of volume across the board. We've shifted the amount of volume that we've shifted from 2020 to 2023 to IULs is a lot. And so 2024 will probably be the biggest year we've ever had as a company with that. And so we're growing sales with F&G, Ethos, Moo. Uh, NLG, we're growing it everywhere. And so you've become a, a guy that has basically crushed it with this product. And so I wanted to get you on here to talk about it because you obviously have a method, a methodology in the way you sell it and who you, you know, how you target it. So first off, thank you for jumping on with us. How you doing today, man? Pretty good, man. Uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You know, anytime I get with you, so I uh, definitely looking forward to this. Yeah, bro. So talk to us. I mean, like you know, I you know, talk to us. You moved uh, a decent amount of your your client portfolios over to IULs. You know, talk to us about how you're positioning this. Is it a certain type of lead? Is it is it a certain type of lead that's getting you predominantly IUL clients, or are you just looking at the landscape and saying? Yeah, yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Yeah, no, Client, I'll, here you I'll, go. I'll go through it, man. I'll jump into it. It's no sure. problem. Um, you know, for me, uh, early February of uh, 23 is kind of when I shifted all of my business and I said, I'm not going to do simplified issued per se anymore. Um, for me, it was, you know, kind of moving out of that space in general, either uh, lead flow was a problem or, you know, not necessarily wanting to do live transfers anymore. I kind of wanted to do stickier business. Mm -hmm. So I shifted all of my resources, you know, lead funds and everything to IULs. Um, so yeah, I do personally only buy, you know, IUL leads specifically. Okay. Um, I do from time to time when I need to fill in the blanks, I'll buy some mortgage and stuff like that. But even then those mortgage leads end up being like an IUL sold. You know, an IUL helping that family because it's it, it's an easy transition too. you know, you're not just helping someone with a 30 year term. You're helping them 30 years worth of coverage, but they could also dip into their IUL to get money from it to help them with things that go on in life. Yeah. So majority of my leads are structured around IULs. You know, most of my clients are IULs. Um, you know, the, the clientele is not necessarily the the ultra wealthy, the doctors, the nurses, the dentists, the business owners, majority of my clients are middle America, just trying to do better for themselves. You know, so I have a lot of truck drivers and uh, postal workers and, you know, uh, logistics teams and all kinds of stuff, all kinds of different people in different industries, but it's mainly middle America. The same people that are looking for mortgage protection are also looking at better options for themselves for retirement. Like, how do they get there? So... How are you probing for that? There's obviously, you know, it's, is it an, it's an, it's an IUL lead? Yeah, an IUL lead. So I use about two or three different lead vendors that are sourcing for basically middle America. I've, I've kind of 
tailored mind to say, I don't want people that are making 300,000 plus a year. Got it. I want people that are making between say 40 and 200 annually. Got it. Because and... even then with the 40, you know, then you'll kind of run into folks that are, you know, really trying to do best for their family. You know, they're, they may not have a pension. They may have a small 401k. Um, but they, they're really looking at seeing how can they put any extra money they're saving into a platform that will help them add to their retirement. Because you got to, you know, like, um, you know, when you read, when you do different reads about, you know, IULs and retirement, there's always like three different prongs. There's that, you know, you got to have a pension, the 401k and social security. Well, most companies nowadays are not giving anybody pensions. That's like, gone that's like lost right um social security is non-existent also and who's who knows this who knows if that's really even going to be around in you know 20 years or 30 years so if you're relying only on your 401k you're purposely putting into your 401k that can take a loss that's a risk so why not we put you in something that has very like no downside no market loss and that's your approach. That's how you're framing it. Yeah. Okay, where do you go from there? So, I mean, in the beginning, my first conversation that I have with a client is very, it's like a discovery call, but it only takes about eight to 10 minutes, if, if that. During that discovery call, I'm just trying to figure out what they have currently, how they're, what their age is, and how's their health. Very simple. Then I kind of give them some pros and cons to 401ks, IUL comparisons, and then I'm figuring out what their comfortable monthly budget is, how much they're putting into their 401k, what their um, saving habits are, uh, what other types of insurance do they have that maybe they don't need. We don't know that yet, but you know maybe you know we'll find that out later. But within that eight to ten minutes, I'm really just trying to figure out if they're down to you know get on a zoom call and schedule that zoom call so within eight to ten minutes i figure out you know all of that we schedule a zoom call if you show up to the zoom i'm closing probably about 70 percent of the people that show up because now i've showed you everything that the iul does it makes sense my presentation on the iul is pretty solid where like you literally have no questions i'm just rolling into the application because that's the process but if you don't show up to the Zoom, it's okay because I only wasted like eight minutes. So I just keep dialing. So like if I have no shows on Zooms, I don't get upset. I just dial and try to reach more people. And so effectively a two-call close? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much a two-call close. Um, the clients that I've closed in a one-call are kind of impulsive buyers. Mm. And I personally... Are those telephone calls or Zooms? I would one call. I would be on the phone call with them, but then send them a Zoom link on the spot. Got it. But if you're impulsive enough to buy, kind of right then and there, I've only had like two one call closes, let's say. Right. And that one of them was my return. One of one was a chargeback, but all the rest of my stuff has basically stayed on the books. Got it. And so with this product, there's a lot of levers. There's a lot of things that are attractive about it. Um, how are you positioning that inside of their ability to know what they're buying and mm -hmm. love it 
which allows them to obviously keep it. Yes, I mean, the IUL is pretty loaded and people go through different um, different aspects of what it can do for you. If you're looking at it to provide a replacement for a 401k, you know, like everybody knows what a 401k does. It goes up when the market's up, it goes down when the market's down. You know, you, you, get, you have hardship withdrawals if you take any money out of it and it's it's not your money, it's not liquid, right? So when you explain to someone your IUL, yes, on the back end, you get a life insurance policy, right? But we're not even really focused on that. That's like way on the back end. And I tell people, way on the back end. What we're going to figure out is how we're going to make your money work for you. So I explain the account value, how you can use leverage the account value over the death benefit, how you have, you know, uh, ability to overfund, put more money into an account if you like to. You know, all, all different things. It just totally depends on the conversation. But by the end of my Zoom presentation, I've showed you everything. I've showed you, you know, pictures. You know, I, I'm usually popping around all over the place on my Zoom. I'm looking at the illustration, but I'm also looking at what I need to buy at Costco or my calendar. Or, like, <laughs> I'm all over the place. And clients see that, and they see, like, how transparent I am. I'm looking at my calendar. I'm going, hold on. We only got about 15 minutes. So are you serious about this? Or, like... Do we need to schedule another call? Cause I got to go, you know? Um, and they're like, no, 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 let's do this. Most clients by the end of my presentation are asking me what's the next step. They're asking you, you're, you're setting it up. I'm setting it up so that they have no questions other than how do, how do I get one? <laughs> because it's my approach from the beginning where I say, like, in the next eight to 10 minutes, we're going to keep this real conversational. Um, I'm not going to let you buy anything. We're just going to we're just going to talk and see if I could even help you. So it's not a sales. And then I kind of carry that through when they see me on Zoom and I wear like random baseball caps, you know, on different days of Zooms. I say, you know, I'll be in a baseball cap. I probably won't be even looking at this screen right that we're you know on i'll be looking at my big 45 inch on the wall because i don't want to wear some goofy glasses my wife got me to look at my laptop so i'm not even going to look at you we're going to look at the data we're going to focus on that and then if you have any questions you could chime in hmm. but most don't okay so how do you go from that to application illustration yeah so when or i'm showing the illustration i'm sure it's illustration application my bad yeah, yeah, it was a problem. So I go from, you know, setting the, doing the intro call, set the Zoom, you get the Zoom link, you're going to pop in, there's no meeting code or anything, you're just going to hop in there, and um, we'll, I'll show you the illustration. You told me your monthly number was, you know, 500, 600, 1000, whatever it is, we're going to look at that illustration, I'm going to show you how it's flexible in payment. And I'm going to show you, remember, write this down, if you could, um, you know, tell me how to overfund. So I don't tell them on the phone. I tell them to ask me that question. That's so, so good. So, <laughs> so then what? when they when they get on the phone, they say, you know. Remind me. Wait, 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 wait. Do that one more what? time. That was good. <laughs> so when I'm setting the appointment, you're going to get the Zoom link and all that stuff. And then um, you're going to get the Zoom link. You won't have to put any fancy codes or anything. Um, also, please, you know, Brian or whoever, you know, please make sure you remind me to tell to tell you about the overfunding. Hmm or flexible payments. 
And I go, can you write that down? Because my note system doesn't allow me to do it in my computer. Can you write it down and remind me? So now, if they're really interested, they'll show up to the Zoom. Within the first five minutes, they'll ask me that question. That means they listened, they wrote it down, and now they, they're, they're in, intrigued. They, they really want to know, how do you overfund? How do you have a flexible payment? Or I'll purposely skip that during my presentation on Zoom and say, do you have any questions? And then they'll say, okay, how do you overfund? Got it. Then I'll go, oh, yeah, man, you see, you're supposed to remind me. Mm -hmm. what, is, um, what is your technique to ensure or to increase the likelihood of them showing up to the second appointment? Yeah, so my system that I use is kind of like a like an, uh, an agent CRM. It does a drip on them for text messages and emails. So they'll get messages like the day that we set the appointment, two days prior, the day of, an hour before, five minutes before. And I do tell my clients, like, look, my computer has a mind of its own. It's going to send you a bunch of messages. It's not me. It's my computer. So don't get mad at it or anything like that. Like if, if I send you something from now forward, it's going to have a smiley face or a typo in there. Everything else is my computer. Most people laugh. They're like, oh, hey, no problem. Don't worry about it. It helps me stay on schedule. I'm like, all right, cool. Because they will get bombarded. They get probably like five messages, six messages. But even the people that say cancel or say, hey, it's here, I'm not going to make it. Can we do another day? At least they're nice about it because I still left them with enough information that they want to come to the Zoom because they got to find out how their comfortable number is going to illustrate. I didn't give them everything. If I gave them everything, they'd walk away. They'd be like, All hey, right. Tara, I got to cancel. Click, gone. Well, I left you still wanting. And then we just reschedule, if anything. But I used to take the, the no-shows as a negative, but it really just forced me to take the no-shows as time to dial. Right. Just to continue to dial other leads, follow up with other people, stuff like that. Now, when you look at the, um, the actual, that second call, mm -hmm. you know, and obviously you're going through a lot of buying questions and buying signals and, how do you land that? How do you turn that into an application? Yes, yeah, so I'm still in the mindset of I'm just going to explain this to you so you understand. So I go through the whole flow of it. I talk about how it has, you know, the death benefit, the living benefits, the um, account value, the overfund, the what if time gets tough, what do you pay for the cost of insurance, like all the all the attributes to it. Like not only, you know, the living benefits and the death benefit, but what if you turn like 83 and you just can't go downstairs to do your laundry? Because that's what I worry about. What if I have to go downstairs and now I need cash flow? Well, now I could take from this account value that it provides me the cash flow to hire that person to help me, right? Um, so then I say, look, does all that make sense to you? Yeah. All right, cool. Is that monthly number still good? Yeah, that's good. Do you want to go higher? No, I'm good there. All right, cool. Let's do the application. And then while I'm talking to them about the end of it, I'm already bringing up the application and starting to populate things. They're starting to see the validation of my license in these states. 
and I'm starting to populate things already. So you see all these little pink boxes? This is where we're going to start filling out. It's probably only going to take about 10 minutes. And then we're going to get your banking info and a bunch of other questions. And we'll be out of here in like 10 minutes. Now, if you interrupt me, it's going to take longer because I don't type that fast. Cool? Cool. And I just go through it. Love it. I love it. Now, Kind of like assuming the sale in a sense, but mm -hmm. you really don't have any questions after the presentation. No doubt. And so... You're, how are you figuring out whether you're going Ethos, Moo, F and G, et cetera? Um, if someone's going, so I'm probably going 90% F and G, uh, only Moo if they're, say, 60 or older and looking more, like if they don't have a death benefit of any sort, like no life insurance or anything like that. Because in your 60s, you don't have a lot of time anyway to compound interest, like, you know, you're 60, you know. Um, so what I usually say to even my 55 plus crowd is like what you really have working against you is time. Because that's the truth. Like you could either make make a, a higher monthly premium or uh, pay longer or get in a time machine. That's like literally my line <laughs> I say on every call. <laughs> and uh, they're like, yeah, I wish I would have done this in my 20s. Yeah, I wish you would have too, you know. But we're here, so how do you count? You know, go over that. So, sixty plus, I probably go move if they're you know looking for specifically a death benefit or ethos if they're looking for a higher death benefit than what move can provide. But majority, I would say probably probably ninety eight percent is going F and G. No doubt. Talking with Tierra Brown, an IUL guru, and as you can see, the way he positions this and, and, and some of the ways that he brings his client along for the ride, definitely trending with you, sir. Thank you so much for sharing with us, buddy. That's phenomenal information. And honestly, if I understand the transition from simplified issue to IUL product and why the persistency is higher, all these benefits, your ability to have almost an unbelievable rapport with your client. Um, and so if you're new and you're, or you're trying to scale your business, these are some really cool tips for you to take advantage of one of the stickiest products in our business. So thank you, TF, for sharing all of that, bro. I appreciate it. And I think you're going to, number one, do a lot of teachings this year on this. And number two, um, be part of the that top 5% of the, the company that's right in this product and with the numbers to show it. So thank you for your time. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Take care. God bless.